Hello there, and thanks for listening in to our Die of Matthew study. Die of Matthew is the dive study that began it all. Throughout February of 2019, lives were changed and the scriptures came alive to a group of about 50 people as they dove into the book of Matthew, all 28 chapters in 28 days. It moved at a fast clip, but even with that rigorous pace, it became clear that it was worth pursuing an ongoing ministry based on these studies. This is how Dive Collective began. Our new dive studies will be formatted differently, but the process of inductive study remains the same. So as you listen through the book of Matthew, know that we are waiting to welcome you into our current live dive studies where we engage with our Bible study members and dive in at a manageable pace for study. You can find everything you need to know at divecollective.org under our studies tab. Enjoy your time in Dive Matthew, and we hope you'll join us in real time soon. So welcome to Dive Matthew, where we're going to be doing 28 chapters of Matthew in 28 days. For the first study, you're going to want to download our dive guide at www.divecollective.org in our shop under free downloads. Dive studies are our version of inductive Bible study. This particular study of Matthew was the first one we did back in 2019. I hosted that dive guide in a different format on a different website at the time, but now if you want to join in and see how to do a dive study before committing to join us live, you'll want to go ahead and go to divecollective.org to download and get started. So we're going to go ahead and read the last chapter of Matthew, chapter 28. It's a short chapter, but if you'd like to skip ahead, you can do that now. You're going to want to join in at approximately 3 minutes and 30 seconds. After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to view the tomb. There was a violent earthquake because an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and approached the tomb. He rolled back the stone and was sitting on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing was as white as snow. The guards were so shaken by fear of him that they became like dead men. The angel told the women, don't be afraid because I know you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. He's not here for he has risen just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has risen from the dead, and indeed he is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Listen, I have told you. So, departing quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy, they ran to tell his disciples the news. Just then, Jesus met them and said greetings. They came up, took hold of his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus told them, Don't be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to leave for Galilee, and they will see me there. As they were on their way, some of the guards came into the city and reported to the chief priests everything that had happened. After the priests had assembled with the elders and agreed on a plan, they gave the soldiers a large sum of money and told them, Say this, his disciples came during the night and stole him away while we were sleeping. If this reaches the governor's ears, we will deal with him and keep you out of trouble. They took the money and did as they were instructed, and this story has been spread among Jewish people to this day. The eleven disciples traveled to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped, but some doubted. Jesus came near and said to them, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. It's a very quick resolution. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we go from the crucifixion to a very short 20-verse wrap-up. One of the things that I noticed, again, with four different Gospels, it's neat to see different details mm-hmm. of what happened at the end, and I don't think I've really noticed that there was an earthquake. Yeah, and, and why there was an earthquake. Because an angel was descending yeah. from heaven? Yeah. Yeah. That Mary and Mary 
had gone to the tomb and that the earthquake happened and the angel appeared while they were there, that's not, that's completely different from mm-hmm. the other gospels takes on this. But again, I love kind of like the way that Jesus touches Peter and John after the transfiguration mm-hmm. and says, you know, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like I'm here. It's still me. I kind of get that feeling from these angels as mm-hmm. they're talking to the women and I always like looking at contrast. So we're looking at the, the guards, the male guards who fell like dead men mm-hmm. and the women who were not, I mean, who were afraid, but the angel comforted them immediately mm-hmm. because he knew who they were looking for. And so it's almost like he kind of, I picture him kind of just like, come here, come hey look. Guys, it's okay. Yeah. yeah. Like, kind of ushering them into the tomb to see. I don't know that I would want to go into the tomb if I no. were <laughs> there. No. That would be a really scary it would be weird. moment. Yeah. yeah. But the angel, when an angel takes me and mm-hmm. says, hey, come look and see, mm-hmm. he's gone. Well, um, and even just the difference in the contrast between the results for the guards versus the women. I mean, later on, they have to figure out what they're going to say so that the guards don't get in trouble and it yes. doesn't get blamed on them because they're supposed to be keeping him in there. Yeah. So for them, it's a really negative thing. But for the women, of course, it's the opposite of that yes you brought it up so i'll just say you know it's i it's also the first time that i really kind of made the connection again between the priests paying somebody again mm-hmm. to to say something in order to get what they need mm-hmm. so that their jewish tradition doesn't mm-hmm. get spoiled by the truth yeah it's interesting too that they say to me it's interesting that they say if this reaches the governor's ears who's pilot right yeah. so if pilot hears about this we'll deal with him and keep you out of trouble i mean did they really think he wasn't going to hear about it yeah that kind of seems like a no-brainer i mean i guess maybe they did assume he would because they and i think it's interesting it, but... that they he kind of outlines the thing that's been tripping up the jews ever since like this is the the word that they spread that has been keeping Jews from hearing the mm-hmm. gospel ever since this happened. And which goes back again, we're trying to address that. Like, where does Jesus fit into the picture? Why are the Jews not Christians? If the Jews are our heritage, you know, this is why. It's because they... They believed the lie. They believed the lie. And that there were people spreading the lie. And yeah. they, were, they they came up with reasons for why it mm-hmm. could not... It could maybe not have been the Messiah. Mm-hmm. And people believed it. So the angel gives them, says four things. He's not here. He has risen just as he said. I love that. Just as he said. Mm-hmm. Come and see the place where he was. Go quickly and tell the disciples he has risen from the dead and is going ahead to Galilee. Tells them exactly where to go. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, you know, like when you see, when you watch a movie and there's a plot happening and everything kind of makes sense, but there's this one thing that the writer just couldn't figure out exactly what to do, so he inserts this weird character to, like, tie up the loose end. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of how I feel about, like, where angels show up. Or people have dreams or visions. You know what I mean? Like, they're, like, not exactly sure how to let them know that yeah. they're in Galilee. So, you go tell them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need you to insert yourself at this, yeah. At this point. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, God knows what he's doing. I'm just imagining. All right. Mary went to tell the disciples, but found Jesus on their way. Mm-hmm. And they recognized him right away. And yes. according to this, I always thought that, well, there's one. Well, he says greetings, right? Oh, right. There's one where he sees, I think it's Mary Magdalene that he sees in a, in a garden. And she doesn't recognize him at first. One of the, one of the versions. Yeah, right. But I think it's the same thing. When he speaks to her, that's when she recognizes him. 
Is it Mary that doesn't recognize him or is it the disciples? The disciples definitely don't. The disciples are walking with him along the road right. and don't recognize him. They have a long conversation yeah. before they realize that they're talking to Jesus, which makes me think that he just must look so different in his perfect body. I was listening to a sermon. I don't remember. It may have been one of those Daniel ones I was listening to. But he talks about resurrected bodies. And one of the things that he – he there aren't very many – passages that talk about what our bodies are going to be like but one of the things he uses is that we're recognizable Mm -hmm. and so that makes me wonder and whatever his argument was for that was really valid like Mm -hmm. the passages that he used so it just makes me wonder too if the disciples eyes were just kind of blinded to him Mm -hmm. his glorified self yeah and and he want maybe he wanted to have that conversation with them without them realizing who he was for whatever reason. I don't know. It's totally just conjecture, but I mean, it would be fun. It's something that I would enjoy. Doing oh yeah! Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That moment when it all just you just because you just want to see that moment on their face where they yeah the light turns on yeah. So Jesus met them on their way and says greetings. They stopped and worshipped him. I love that. Mm-hmm. He gave the same instructions to them that the angel gave them, which was to go find the disciples and tell them he was going to meet them in Galilee. And now I think that there, there's just something that I love about Jesus and his relationship with the women. Because he very well could have made them wait until... Until Galilee. Until Galilee. But instead he was like, hey, it's me. Hi, guys. Yeah. 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 Just a little, like... Before they all surround mm-hmm. me and you can't get your word in edgewise. Mm-hmm. Like, I just wanted to show up and say mm-hmm. hello. And I'll see you there. And it's his mom, right? So we're still like... Yeah, the other Mary, I think, was... Yeah. yeah. kind of special relationship that they still have? It's funny that she's called the other Mary. She seems like the main Mary. <laughs> yes, she does. <laughs> the Mary. <laughs> the one that changed his diapers. Right. Okay. Interpretations. Let's see what I've got. As Mary and Mary go out in obedience to fulfill their great commission, Jesus meets them along the way and confirms the same commission, and they Mm -hmm. have a moment to worship him when he shows up along the path. Jesus comes near the 11 disciples, and they worship, but some doubt. He gives them the great commission and promises to be with them to the end of the age. They will worship along the road as he shows up and reaffirms their calling. They will teach to all Jesus has commanded them. I just think that's, uh, again, we have Jesus promising to be with them to the end Mm -hmm. of the age, and he's going to go in 40 days. Mm -hmm. The way that, like, he just, just say what you mean. (laughs) I mean, because the Spirit is with them. He does pour out his Spirit on them, and then he is with us to the end of the age. Application. God loves to do things in unexpected ways. And I think that goes back to what we were talking about, about him just not necessarily showing who he is, mm-hmm. even though he's standing with them and they should have recognized him. Like, I think that there is some enjoyment that he gets from surprise, mm-hmm. which it makes sense because right. if we're created in his image, yeah. if we're created in his image and we get right. such joy from surprising yep. people, how much fun must our father really enjoy mm-hmm. surprising us with good surprises? What a privilege to be a woman with eyes fixed on Jesus and ears constantly listening. Lord, let this be true of me. Let me be a disciple without doubt because I have seen you and let me declare your words and observe your commands and teach others to observe all the days of my life. Let's talk about the themes. Through Matthew? Through Matthew. We have the theme of prophecy. I think it's perfect that 
you know, Molly was asking the questions that she was asking because that is the whole point of Matthew was to show the Jewish, fulfilled prophecy. Yeah, yeah, fulfilled prophecy, or but to show that connection of mm-hmm. that culmination between you know from where Jesus Jesus is crucified and where mm-hmm. the Jewish history meets the mm-hmm. new Christian life. That gospel is perfect for showing that because of all mm-hmm. the prophecies that are fulfilled in it, and just how much it focuses to you on Jesus's Jewishness, mm-hmm. like the son of David and all of that how like at the very beginning when he lays out his genealogy and how he lays out how Jesus is the Jewish Messiah that has been prophesied Mm -hmm. and it points to that multiple times throughout too I think we were talking a little bit about this yesterday one of the things that I have just loved studying it all back to back to back doing all of these chapters together has been such a great reminder a great reminder that when you come to tricky passages Looking at everything through the lens of the gospel changes how everything Mm -hmm. is viewed. And just the fact that we don't have to take those in isolation, basically. And I think we do. Yeah, definitely growing up in the... As you become a believer and you start growing up, you definitely tend to open your Bible and you're like, okay, this is the passage that I'm going to read today. Right. Well, that's not helpful. If you don't... Going through these passages one by one and looking at the whole book, the buildup and the lead up to from his birth and then you get the whole three years of mm-hmm. ministry and that right because Matthew was a story you can't it's like reading one little chapter or paragraph of a novel I mean and I think when I read it like that when I read it one chapter of a novel and I know that I'm supposed to apply it to my life <laughs> right I look at that one chapter and I do have questions like yeah. which one am I in the this? interpretation and the application get really tricky when you look at them that way yes, yes because when you're interpreting it for so many times I would come to the bible and I'd be like am I the good guy or the bad guy in this story I didn't know. Like, I didn't really know who I was in relation to a particular paragraph. Was I the, was I the one with one talent or was I the one with the 10 talents? Or how do I fit into that mm-hmm. whole picture? Reading the overarching picture that I'm the saved one. Mm-hmm. If I come at the scripture as though I am the saved one, which is what I am, everything about it becomes mm-hmm. comforting, hopeful, mm-hmm. exciting, freeing mm-hmm. all of those things that in the past when I've read the gospel I've been like what are you trying to say and now I feel like I think I get it I think I get it that overarching thing that from the from the beginning to the yeah, end the God wants aspect. a relationship with yeah. us the whole story is mm-hmm. about God wanting a relationship with us when Jesus goes through mm-hmm. all of those commands and he starts parsing the truth from the lie the truth is it's all done for a relationship, for mm-hmm. mercy, faithfulness, love. It makes me think of that. I forget which story in the Jesus Storybook Bible. I think it's one of the ones where it's talking about Jesus' birth. And I think it's talking about Emmanuel, how his name means God with us. And it says something about like the promise, basically, that God would come and live with his people. Mm. And it says, because of course he had, which... I mean, that book, We I, you mentioned it in the comments yeah. the other day. It, I mean, it's just beautiful how it's worded. But there are so many times that that phrase comes to my mind. Because, of course, he had. Because, of course, he had. Like, it's right here. He had come to live with us. And then, mm-hmm. even that is not the end of the story. He's going to come and live with us again for all of eternity. Yes. And it makes me think of when we said he's writing that story on our lives, and we might think that we're at the climax, or we're in the resolution, or we're in... We might be in the resolution, but only because he's beginning another story. Right. We talked about like this gospel is the climax, and then we see the resolution, but we're only building up to a whole mm-hmm. other climax again. Like there's, yeah, this, it's like 
part of the, it's the first climax kind of mm-hmm. there's more yeah yeah well, he's, we're still waiting for the yeah, the kingdom to come and to as come. these birth pangs get stronger and closer together we're building up to another climax that is going to be yeah the final kingdom the final kingdom but even then like this is what we've talked about recently that and we should put a link to that podcast that you shared with me a while back but that idea that he's oh that um yes that story one yes yes so we, we were talking about podcast both of us got really excited the other day when we were thinking about we get excited every time we start thinking about jesus or god the storyteller and the way that he's weaving story from the beginning of time and even currently on our own lives you tend to think about god as a storyteller and then we have the end of the story, which is when he comes and he sets up his final kingdom. Boom, the end. But if God is a storyteller mm-hmm. and he's eternal and he's unchanging. This is where my mind starts to explode. When yeah. I, yes, keep going. It's so exciting <laughs> because that means that that story goes on. Mm-hmm. When he sets up his final kingdom, he's only going to begin to reveal a whole new story. Like mm-hmm. The stories just keep going and going. And yes, going we and will going. be always forever in awe of him, the storyteller, the story mm-hmm. writer, the author of life. He is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He is the author of life. And the author of life is kind of where I've been stuck for a while. And that idea that yeah. that will not change. The we don't, beauty of the we don't go and like play harps forever. <laughs> There's comfort in that, yeah. right? Oh we my get, goodness, so much comfort in that. There's like a, that we kind of have this picture that we will forever spend eternity bowing down at mm-hmm. a throne of God. And maybe, maybe we will, and that is, and that would be fine. That there will be aspects of that for yes. sure. Yeah, there will definitely but be worship. But probably, he's probably still going to be writing his stories and still going right. to be interesting. And we're still going to be doing things and we're still going to be living mm-hmm. a life of Right, well, like think glory. about when God, when God created everything in the first place. He created it perfect the way it was. Mm -hmm. It was this earth. It was Adam and Eve in a garden with a job to do, naming and caring for the animals. Mm -hmm. He created us with a desire to work and with Mm -hmm. gifts and talents and interests. Mm -hmm. And those things are are all good. When he made it that way, it was good. And so that, yeah, thinking about him coming and just restoring all of that to the original perfect way and us still think about the people that you know that are – good at things yeah. and think about think about the the gifts that god has enabled us to do and someday us being able to do them perfectly in their full glory in their full glory with no mm-hmm. restrictions and with no end to the creativity yeah and all of those things are just going to end up making us worship god yes you can't have a story without conflict there has mm-hmm. to be conflict mm-hmm. in a story but here as soon as the conflict is over you have to end your story because it's done. Every I don't know about you, but I just remember growing up and being every time I would watch a story, I'd be in or a movie, and at the I'd get to the end and I'd be like, "But I want to see the happily ever yeah. after." Like I yes. like my soul isn't satisfied. Yes, I enjoy the conflict, and that is what makes a great story. But the satisfaction, the full satisfaction, isn't. We don't get to see all of that play out, mm-hmm. but we will in heaven. Mm-hmm. In heaven, we will get to live out the entire happily ever after, mm-hmm. but it will still be a story mm-hmm. perfectly written, right? And it doesn't, like, you can't wrap your mind around it. So mm-hmm. that podcast that you're referring to, she she reads a story. I mean, she uses a lot of C.S. Lewis's Chronicles of Narnia, have a lot of pictures about what he mm-hmm. believes heaven will be like. And it's so beautiful. But she uses another story. And she, the author, I forget who wrote it. But they're comparing eternity to if you are in a room overlooking the sea, 
or whatever scenery and there's a mirror on the wall that's reflecting what's coming in from the window but all you really see is that reflection mm-hmm. so all we see right now is kind of that reflection right. but then once you get into the reality of it there's no end it's further up and further in I think that's a Narnia thing at the end of the stories Narnia is over and they go to this new land and it looks a lot like Narnia. They see all of these things that they remember seeing in Narnia. It's just so much better and more brilliant. And it yes. doesn't end. And he, Aslan keeps saying, come further up, come further in. And it's just such a beautiful picture of yes. what eternity, I believe, will be like. Mm-hmm. Everything will be brighter, like mm. we see in a glass dimly. And I feel like I can trust all of that a little bit more because I just read Matthew. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I think that probably the best way to end this is where Jesus, he's come for the Jews. He's just spent three years trying to teach the Jews and he has been trying to teach them what God's commandments were intended to be versus what they've been taught all along that they've been Mm -hmm. intended to be. And now he's telling those disciples, go and tell them to observe my commandments. Mm -hmm. I just wrecked it all. Mm -hmm. Go tell them what I really meant. Go Mm -hmm. tell them what it's really about. So it gives us, again, another set of commandments, but the commandments are for freedom. The commandments are for freedom. Yeah, they're for freedom. I mean, love God and love others. And even in that, it's not, it's still not about the doing. It's about the relationship. Go make disciples. Mm -hmm. That's what he's telling them to do. Make disciples. Teach people to to be in relationship with me. Mm -hmm. And then do what I've commanded, which is mm-hmm. go it's and make easy disciples. and light. Yes. It's a His, yoke. Yes. It's the yoke that is easy and light, mm-hmm. which is the opposite of right. everything that they had been carrying before. Right. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, we just did Matthew. I can't believe you all stuck with us. <laughs> Do you want to talk at all about the goal side of things in the wrap up? What you hope to accomplish? What I love about what we're doing here is that We're not here to teach people what to believe. Mm -hmm. We're here to teach people how to read scripture and let the Holy Spirit teach them what to believe. Mm -hmm. The podcast was specifically for me to just model it, for Mm -hmm. me to say, this is how I read scripture. This is how I observe it. This is how I interpret it. These are the applications that I make from it. But hopefully some of that just kind of sticks and gets ingrained and we're making disciples. I was just going to say, this is how you're fulfilling. This is your making disciples. Yeah, Yeah. this is what, that is my goal is to just, to sow seeds, to model how I live out my relationship with Mm -hmm. Jesus so that other people can see and maybe they can take something from it. It Mm -hmm. should not look exactly like me. It should look as much like Jesus as it Mm -hmm. possibly can be. That's what we are. That's what our goal is. Mm -hmm. But to whatever degree we can model that here, that's the goal. And Facebook has provided that venue for feedback to know where are we growing? How are we learning? Is it, has it been helpful? But the podcast really has just sort of been a gift. My goal with that was just to offer a valuable gift Mm -hmm. that people could listen to. And if they're not in a place, I think I spent years and years not reading the Bible like this. Mm -hmm. Most of my growth didn't happen in the Bible, most of my growth happened listening to sermons or listening mm-hmm. to talks like this, yeah. or I didn't, I didn't learn from reading the Bible. I Reading things about the Bible. That was a lot of, yeah. 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 So this, if people only do this, I would hope that there would be value to it. Mm-hmm. So where we go forward with this, I think we're still talking about what to do next with this, but hopefully we'll do another one. We'll see. Thanks for listening to this episode of Dive Matthew. 
If you enjoyed our version of Inductive Bible Study and want to join our community of people all working on the same book of the Bible together, come check us out at divecollective.org and sign up for one of our current live dive studies. We believe you'll find a welcoming community, one where you'll be challenged, inspired, and uplifted. Come and see.